0: Do I or do I not currently have a pulse?
1: Yes, I do. Let's play football. Life, 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 life with football. As you leave the train, please step over the gap between the train and the platform. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Welcome back to another episode of Life with Football. I'm your host, Kyle Smith. Brother, Tim Smith. How you doing, bruh?
0: great to be on man i wish we did this twice a week you know what i mean That's one great. day
1: one day we'll get yep. there man keep it consistent keep firing away it. it's been a little bit um in the meantime in the world of sports we had the super bowl sheesh we didn't even talk about this in our pre-game plan here but um yeah but gotta touch
0: that bo- that that box is just always alive
1: the box is alive. So we did a little uh, <laughs> yes. Tim goes every year into Super Bowl box. If you don't know what that is, it's what is it? Ten by ten, right? Yep. Ten boxes by 10, 10 by ten boxes. 10, yeah. So you got a hundred boxes. You put some money, whatever the whatever the wager is for a box. It's like real estate. And then by the end of it, you know, you get your uh, numbers for each team, a home number and a away number and you're always going to focus on the last last digit of this team score. So yeah. for instance, I think I had what did I have? 0 and 3 and 7 maybe? I think I had 3 yeah, and 7. Was,
0: yeah, cuz if you had 3 and 0, you'd be talking a whole lot differently. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
1: Um so 3, I think it was uh I think it was the Rams with 3, Bengals with 7. So if the score after the first quarter, second quarter, third or the game ends up in those uh digits the last two digits the last digits for each team then you win some money so this one was a healthy pool but really the only success was our box was next to a box that won so you get a touch and you get a little money i think we made our money back so i'll take it yeah gonna come back next year but uh super bowl in general man just going fast over this what a freaking game Number one, yeah. what a play! What a playoff series! What a playoff season for the NFL! I think it was a huge win for the league. Um, and I don't really—the first thing that comes to mind is the halftime show, which is actually pretty cool in my mind. You know, nothing yeah. spectacular, but one of the cooler halftime shows that I've seen in history. What'd you think? Did you even watch it, or was it um, out to the garage for a nice little break at halftime? <laughs>
0: it was definitely out to the garage so i caught like the end of the halftime show i gotta be honest with you though i'm not a big live concert i i just find it cringeworthy almost and i just can't get into it so i'm not a big concerty you know kind of fan at all yeah i hear you i got i also too i'm not gonna lie I found it a little anticlimactic, you know, after the two previous weeks of playoff football. Like the game was great, but I kind of started falling off towards the end. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I don't know. I guess the excitement of it being around and and the yeah. game in general, and and the people involved in it. I think I was just rooting for both teams. It was good. It was good to see, kind of. You know, new characters in the game, man. Yeah. Yeah. So um absolutely tough, tough Thanks. L for the Bengals, but it's such a young yeah. team, such an exciting team. Way different scenario than they are and than the Rams are in, right? Everybody said I agree. Everybody said that the Rams were kind of pieced together for this specific Super Bowl, and who knows yeah. what's gonna happen to the team after they all gonna break up, but hey, it worked out because they got themselves yep. a ring. Maddie Stafford's got a ring. Yep. Aaron Donald, happy for him. Um, yeah. even Sean McVay homegrown Ram. Yeah. Homegrown Ram. Uh, the intros, Odell, um, yeah, Odell Von uh, Miller on, on the, with the, with another championship. So some cool, some cool storylines, some cool, uh, events for those winners of that game.
0: My heart went out for OBJ, man. That was tough. Cause as a giant fan, mixed feelings about him leaving and the way it ended, And hearing all the good stories that no one heard. You know what I mean? Then seeing a battle through Cleveland, then coming and looking great, and then boom. I thought
1: he was on MVP lane, man. He was rolling. Scored early, got some big receptions. I was like, okay. And I I texted you. I was like, is this OBJ for MVP? And then boom, jinxed. But uh, is he, what was it? Did they come out with a. uh,
0: Yeah, it was ACL. It was an ACL. Damn, man. That sucks.
1: That'll you make know, you he a different just athlete. Started
0: finally physically feeling close to what he thought. You could see it the way he right. was playing.
1: Right. So, you know, it stinks, man. Hopefully, a uh, good off season. But, you know, I, that's tough yeah. to come back from two as the same yeah. type of athlete. But
0: uh as a free agent.
1: Overall, just excited about the win, I think, for the NFL and the league. Um Yeah,
0: absolutely. And uh it was, it was fantastic. It was a good it was time. A great month. Yeah. Good
1: time. Now we're in the off season, man what else yeah. do we talk about in the offseason with life with football podcast there's still plenty going on
0: <laughs>
1: so we got a little uh, little transition to the high school football some action here and we're just going to kind of go through as the show some some current events some reactions to things that kind of went on over the last week or so so uh, the first thing so speaking of super bowl champs Eric Weddle comes out of retirement. Would you say after two years to join the Rams?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was two years, eighteen months, whatever it may be. Which is
1: crazy. Come back to go full go, 100 yeah. percent speed, and uh, and and played well. So anyway, wins himself yeah. a, a Super Bowl, then decides to again retire from the game of football in the NFL, and immediately takes um, a head coaching position in San Diego, California, a high school job with rancho bernando which a school i have no clue about but I was looking them up <laughs> seven and six last year but um what a great setup to just take your off ramp you know get your super bowl ring ride off yeah. into the sunset and go take over a high school program and and influence some kids in a positive way what, yeah. what would you think about that
0: i think it's just I, I wish it happened more right think of all that knowledge and You know, we don't really know too much about Eric Wells' personal life, where he's from or what he came up like. But to be able to give back is, is the coolest thing. And I'm not just talking about give back financially. It's the knowledge of the game of football at the highest level. I think that's how you make future NFL players and future Division I football players is by the knowledge they obtain when they're kids. You know, and uh, that's huge. I think it should happen more often.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I think it's giving back to the game of football and in and, and, and yeah. increasing the experience of the game of football, just the knowledge, like you said, that that I think 14 years. Is that true? It said experience Who, huh? fourteen. Yeah, Weddle.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Fourteen years in the league comes and you know, you take over a high school program and you said you wish you wish it happened more. Yeah. And what what the tough part is, I mean, you know. Coaching football is no joke, dude. So it's a it's yeah, it's a yeah. it's a full-time gig, um, especially out in California, you know, the big states. Yeah. You're taking over a, a program. I think the coach, before Weddle uh, was there for a while, he's staying on for, you know, wants to be in some sort of role to support him in that transition, which is really cool. And uh, I think he just finds himself in a good situation. But for somebody that's just retiring from the game, I think it is hard. Once you realize the commitment that it takes – um, really diving full time into developing a football program and these kids, it yeah. takes a lot out of life. So you know, I I would especially, you know, be concerned. Obviously, if you, if it's time with your family, you know, you think about Brady and and all the family ties that he wants to be involved with, and that's what's pulling him away yeah. to retire and all that stuff. You know, what would what would happen if he just turned around and said, "I'm going to coach a high school program"? That'd be uh, yeah.
0: That'd be insane. That'd be tough. I think there's different levels of what I'm talking about. I, you know, Tom Brady, right. But then again, do we know if Eric Weddle? This is where he's from. Is this his yeah. hometown? Like didn't you know, go that, that could far. Be something else thrown into it.
1: Yeah, which is cool. Um, and guys have done it. I think Kirk Kittner is like a big time high school coach. I know that.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Rivers did too.
1: Rivers did for a little for he was going for a little while. I think Favre tried it this last season, yeah. um, but. You know, sometimes that takes away from the profession and those coaches that are scrapping to make it.
0: Yeah. And then you just well, jump I, yeah.
1: right in and kind of feel like you got it all under control. And uh, a yeah. program is a tough thing to run. Obviously, you know, 14 years in the league, there's nothing you don't know about the game of football. But, um, yeah, absolutely, you know, just hey, dealing hey. with the different personalities and the families and the kids and working with those coaches that don't make a dime and just there out of the kindness of their heart just because they love the game,
0: Yeah, that's
1: – uh that's a different dynamic
0: yeah but uh you know you hire a guy that's been in the league and has made millions of dollars or you know who knows some of these guys aren't making millions of dollars i don't know what eric Weddle made but um you know that helps the program out too oh we can't afford to get new equipment or new jerseys or or, you know maintenance to the field like okay i'll spot this one you know what i mean no
1: question no question so they find themselves in a good situation, so that ain't a bad yeah. deal. But it, it just kind of leans towards a little bit that I wanted to touch on, like uh, the viability of coaching as an actual career for people. So I yeah. put out a tweet today, and it's kind of mixed, um, just asking what percentage of your varsity fo- varsity coaching staff, whether it's football or any sport, what percentage of your varsity staff actually works in the school that you're in, so in that high school, yeah. right? And if you think back to yeah. our experience, I mean, one or two, you know, two, maybe three guys as far as coaches that worked in the building. Um, yeah. Others maybe in Huge the district, difference. you know, and I'm getting a different different responses, but I don't think – I think 50% of your coaching staff, maybe less, two to three people uh, are in the building. So, you know, the viability of coaching as a career, a lot of what I see – Around here in Indianapolis, especially, I think because they have huge, there's large staffs, but a lot of them yeah. are full time, you know, career professionals outside of education. So I might yeah. go from an HR job, an IT job, a sales job, and come and volunteer or get paid like a little stipend for two days a week to yeah. be at practice. So the connection that's there for those coaches that are only there for a couple of days a week is different than. The, the teacher that's scrapping in the weight room or your strength yeah. coach that's there, your strength coach slash gym teacher um, that's really just in the nuts and yeah. bolts, in the weeds, man, and, and form those connections.
0: So yeah. I, I think in different states, too, high school's obviously different. I mean, I'm sure, like, you know, Long Island, you're looking at three coaches, you know, right. give or take two or three more or whatever it may be. You know, you don't see any teams out here or that have that like a legit coach. Like I'm sure Carmel's got 15 coaches, you know what I mean? Right.
1: Yeah. Shoot. And so, I mean, you think about Texas high school football, it's unbelievable. So I know a couple of guys that moved out of college coaching, you know, got a head job in Texas or a coordinator job in Texas and making just as much money in the college ranks and, You know, got your own TV show. You got your own vehicle, free gas. I mean, radio shows.
0: Exactly.
1: Unbelievable, man. So it's just the fact that I don't want to live in Texas. That was my thing. Yeah.
0: Like I had probably, it's probably boiling there, bro, (laughs) during the summer. (laughs) Just wasn't feeling
1: it. So it is, it is really a tough, tough career to get into if you're looking to go full time. I mean, it's always going to be mixed at the high school level with some sort of other role. Um, and that's what's tough. I, I cross a lot of young guys that are, are coaching in high school, and their goal is to get to the college level. And uh, it doesn't – it's it's really hard for somebody that, you know, you have to go up to the college level and, and earn your keep in a lot of ways. I yeah. spoke about Lou Anaruma in the last episode and just the crap that you have to go through. I mean, think about some of the – my first job in college coaching was $9,000 paycheck, bro in yeah. in a year and then yeah. you know after that you're at 20 something and some guys are just volunteering all year so it's yeah. a it's a young young person's uh profession until you yeah. can kind of cross that line cross that gap into a an actual salary
0: yeah um it's the longevity man that's you know and i that you, we kind of touch on that in our our conversation sometimes about how you don't see too many people keeping jobs for 10, 15, 20 years anymore. In so general. So you can almost relate that to coaching. I mean, you could probably count on one hand the amount of coaches that have been in places for 15 years. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: And it all depends on the boss. If they're yeah. there for a long time, then obviously it it influences others. But still, it's yeah. the, the nature of the profession. Um, there's definitely plenty of resources out there to kind of you know, connect and network, all of that, because that's what it's about. All it's about getting that next job. I, uh, you have to have somebody that knows somebody and connects you in the right way. Yeah. Don't expect yeah. to send a resume into a college and and them call you up and have an interview and get hired yeah. straight off of. You know, we don't know you, but we like your resume. So yeah. and it happens, it happens, but ten percent of the time, maybe. Yeah. Um, so
0: that's yeah. Not a regular thing.
1: Yep. Outside of the main season, obviously right now, uh, getting to the end of February, early March, we are in full swing in the off season in high school and all, you know, all levels. But in the high school side of things, what picks up is the fantastic seven on seven season. Um, It is getting crazier and crazier, bigger and bigger. Uh, The kids love it. I honestly wish it was around when when we were playing. It would be awesome. Uh, But it's in full swing. The seven-on-seven market is just unbelievable. I mean, you could all of a sudden, you know, go to a link to a tournament, say you got a seven-on-seven team, get about 10 kids, and show up to this tournament and play ball. So yeah. uh, the the barriers to entry, uh, there's not a whole lot. It's, it's a matter of, but I, I've been around a few years just to witness the successful organizations and those ones that kind of just fizzle out. And uh, yeah a lot of it's just around the relationships, man. And just the consistency and having the support, having the volunteer strength that kind of, that gives you the presence uh, just to be consistent
0: uh, and showing up
1: for these kids and
0: families. It's absolutely, it's so cool too, because it's, it just shows you like the community that, that you're in. Like, and that's huge. Like kids are coming out, you see it all over. Like, but once again, there's not one of those leagues 800 miles to your east, bro. Right where I'm coming from, there's no advertisements. You don't see anything on Twitter, nothing about anything about seven on seven here on Long Island.
1: That's crazy. I've seen a couple. I've seen uh, yeah, I've seen a couple in like the Nassau area, Nassau County, and things like that. But you're yeah. right, man. There's a big, there's a big gap. There's got to be stuff going on in, in New Jersey, uh, yeah. maybe in the Connecticut. I think some different programs. There's something, uh something I want to check out. But um yeah. the tournaments, so man, cool I mean, though. every weekend there's something um and it is starting to get tougher and tougher to actually get your team in there because of the amount of teams looking to get in and sign up. exactly. So there's yeah. one uh, there's a big tournament here coming up this weekend down in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I think there's a huge, you know, uh, athletic facility fields, all that type of stuff. It's called Rocky Top, and they call it the Rocky Top Seven on Seven Classic. And uh, I think the, there were a ton, there might have been 40 to 50 teams that got turned away wow. because there were so many that signed up. I think something, the, the guy that ran the, runs the tournament said something like 170 teams tried to register um, uh, for a one-day event, dude. A one-day event. Yeah.
0: How many of those teams do they take? I don't know the final number. One day event, you know. We're
1: uh, with collectively evolving. We got a tournament coming up in Cincinnati, which is called Ball to You Fall, which I'm really pumped about. But I think we're we're capping it at 44 teams. This is going to be in Cincinnati. the The final, the tournament day is going to be in. Is it Paul Brown Stadium? Yeah, Paul Brown Stadium, right in Cincinnati, home of the Bengals. Man, I'm pumped about that. But uh, we capped it. so So there's. How many different divisions? 10U, 12U, 14, 15, and 18. So five divisions, eight teams each division, other than 18U, which is 12 teams. So it's 44 teams uh, in a two day tournament. Ball till you fall, baby.
0: I'm pumped. Yeah, you know, I stand corrected. We do have we did have seven on sevens when we were around. It was called the LIS the Long Island Sports League.
1: <laughs> what was that? Playing Flag football,
0: football? Kinequat High School with the yeah. Wolfpack, baby.
1: Yeah, when we were playing 40 year olds drinking beer in the parking lot, basically.
0: Dominating. Those guys. <laughs> Dominating. <laughs> that was a
1: good time, man. Um so anyway, like uh, you know, good solid off season coming up for high school. Um Moving into college football, just looking at some of the news that's popping up. A couple days ago, the news came out that the college football playoff committee, or whoever the heck they are, executives, (laughs) and all this baloney basically stated that there will not, college football playoffs will not expand to more teams until at least 2026.
0: just don't understand yeah
1: i just want to get uh listen to paul feinbaum on espn to kind of his comments real quick
0: embarrassing day for college football I, i don't know how in the world we got here from where we were a couple of months ago when this was announced as a working group hannah there was celebration among the fans and that's the thing that is so irritating to listen to these commissioners and executives talk they cannot settle this when it was already settled by, after a two-year investigation. And the biggest losers are the people that love the, support, love the sport and support it. And they're also leaving hundreds of millions of dollars on the table, which, which just shows that their, their feudal fiefdoms are more important than making money for their member institutions. I, I cannot tell you how disappointing this is for the fans of college put, football and, and how utterly ridiculous it is that the, the leaders of this sport – can't sit in a room and get this right. This is truly a dark moment in the history of college football.
1: Dang. Paul went off yeah, on him, man. Fired
0: up, using words <laughs> I've never even heard before. Yeah. I was what just... was that word he said? <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs>
1: I was just going to go a... back and repeat it, like make a joke, but I already forgot the word. I don't even know what he said. It something was about something fiefdom? P, bro. I don't know. Feudal fiefdom?
0: Was that a... it? Yeah. Know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That sounds like something Mister McGuire told us <laughs> in seventh grade bio. What the hell is that?
1: Oh man, I don't know, but I like that. I just want to. I don't understand. Like, what's the reasons? It has yeah. to be revolved around money, and I don't know the answer. Like, just to say that, but like but he said, they you make just, more money, right? I don't That's know. Is it the spread? Is it the interest of the bowls? Um, is it the you know, I, I know they went on a little bit to talk about the NIL. If kids will be, you know, players will be less interested playing in the yeah. playoffs. But I just find that stuff hard to believe, man. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think it's, you know, similar to a lot of people that multiple voices that are powerful voices that have interest in have interest in this right financial yeah. interest yeah. that just can't get out of their own way to come up with some some sort of system. I mean, I don't know if it's that simple. I agree. Or not, but um I just don't understand it. I mean, I think the the fans want it. Um, you know teams
0: want it, conferences want it.
1: Do the players want it is my question. I mean, it adds I mean, on I games, right? Or no.
0: All right. But think about it. If let's say the boilermakers were gonna play for a chance to go to a playoff game, you're gonna see Bell and Karloftis on the field. You know what I mean? And that's countrywide.
1: Maybe, maybe not. I don't know.
0: But at least I would hope if there's a chance to play in a playoff game that these kids, some of these kids won't not play in the game. Yeah, that's the point. I mean, no matter what we're talking about here, it's college football. You pick a school, you go to that school because you want to go to that school. I think it should be, you know. Yeah. If it's that real, you better be out there. Right. What's the point of going there then for?
1: Right, but and I think also, I mean, the the big bowl games that aren't necessarily involved with the playoffs or, BC, uh, you know, January one bowl games, whatever, they're, they're coming less and less important. Uh, the the yeah. ones that have no playoff picture whatsoever. Um, yeah,
0: they're legit exhibition games.
1: Yeah. So there's less incentive for players to be involved. But Absolutely. if you expand the playoffs and now we're working towards a national championship, like you're saying, that's a different picture. Um, so we'll see i you know i'd be surprised honestly if nothing moves until 2026 but that will that's what was said and who knows i mean
0: what's the harm of even if it's two teams what's the harm right i i mean i don't see what the problem is you can even (laughs) give one and two a bye and let the other four teams play
1: right what's the problem here boys and girls let's get it together
0: more Bro, all we need is one of those like magnet boards we used to have. we playing NHL '94 <laughs> with the Tommy Kahn <laughs> down there. Oh, we'll man. have it. We'll have a 16 team run in one day.
1: That's it. Get the committee. Get the egos out of the way. Let the general yeah. fans in. Let us run a little tourney, and we got it yeah. going. Um, who knows? Let the kids play. Let the kids play. Uh, other news, college football, spring ball begins, spring ball season begins, uh, across the land, which is just li- a huge li- season.
0: Yeah. I like it. And especially because of what the opposite, right? The new age, like you're seeing kids leaving high school early playing in spring. So you want to see what they do in their first spring or, yeah, uh, is Brady Allen on campus yet? Uh, he- yeah.
1: I mean, I would assume so. I don't know that for sure, but I think, I think, Almost, you know, most of these classes, man, if you're anywhere close to even seeing the field, you're enrolling early for the most part unless you got yeah. trouble with grades and all that stuff. But uh Yeah. It'll be an exciting exciting spring for the Boilers. It'll be exciting spring in general for college football, but um this is where uh, you know, jobs are lost and gained um yeah. in the world of college football, and I'm talking about the guys, you know, on the fringe. That are just trying to hold on to jobs. I was definitely one of them. I think I yeah. I lost my starting safety job two spring balls in a row. Wow. Um, at the end of the at the end of the spring, you know, you have your like sit down your evaluations, and okay. I was in the Joe Tillers office uh, after my junior year. I think so after my junior year going into my going into my junior year maybe, and he told me like Smitty, you know, I see you as a as a special teams contributor and kind of finishing out your, finishing out your role, being a role guy, role player, all that stuff. And, uh, just basically saying like, you know, this other guy's got the job at safety. So that happened to me two springs in a row, but that doesn't define anything. I am a, you know, here's a lesson for anybody that's battling for a job. You respect the kid that you're battling against. You're both in the same boat, but, uh, you put your head down and, and freaking learn and work your butt off. yeah. And in the end of the day, it's, it's basically the individual that puts the most bullet points up as far as on your resume. Just get, don't give a reason, don't give them a reason yeah. to pull you out or make that switch. Um, and for me it just kind of worked were, out.
0: Yeah. Which you were very good at too, bro.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was all, it was all a mental thing. You know, yeah. it wasn't necessarily physical. That was my problem is I wasn't the, the fastest, wasn't the hardest hitting, whatever it was. But at the same time, yeah. you know, you watch the tape, there's there's yeah. the least amount of errors or uh, loafs yeah. or whatever you want. So grading yeah. out and all that, just be in the right spot. Be in the right spot, man, 80% of the battle. Amen to that. So uh, it'll be exciting to see how spring develops for a lot of college teams. And uh,
0: see stay how the semester too, ends. Man. Like, that's another big thing. Absolutely. Just stay healthy. Take it effing easy. <laughs> we don't need nothing bad. You know, for all the kids and all the schools, like, this is, you know, I, we, you got to go hard, but just pray that you, you walk off that field and you're ready to go for fall camp. You know what I mean? There's
1: no question. No question. Moving on to the NFL, just some small news there. Obviously, uh, coming up soon, March first through March seventh is the NFL Scouting Combine. Um, it and really the big note for this, I think they were trying to go. I, I wasn't. I'm not very in tune with what's happening there, but yeah. I think the NFL tried to go with some sort of bubble concept for yeah. the combine and kind of kick. What were they doing? Kicking out agents and some some of the athletes' teams, as far as that goes.
0: I'm pretty sure that's the extent of it. Is that they were limited to who could be around them during their day of testing, right. or the whole time because they're all you know hotels and stuff like that. So it, right. But um,
1: so it looks like yesterday they came out. Uh, players will no longer be forced to stay in bubble as boycott threat is avoided. So I Pretty guess sure a that. bunch of agents and, and players, uh, the plan was a lot of these guys were actually going to boycott that, boycott the yeah. combine, which is crazy to think about. Like you grow up like dreaming of being in that spot. You know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> yeah. all this crap, uh, with the virus and all this stuff and protocol um, will put put that in jeopardy, which is scary. Yeah.
0: You got to make a decision to do that. It sucks because I'm sure those the kids weren't like, I don't want to say pressured or they weren't the ones probably starting and forcing this. Right. You know what I mean? People probably jumped in one or two and then boom, next thing you know, there's 100 kids saying they're not coming. Well, that's when you have to change your policy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It sucks
0: that they're even forced into that situation. Yeah, that's the truth.
1: We got a little light uh, retirement glimpse, or a tease, or whatever you want to call it, from Aaron Rodgers. Put up an yeah. Instagram post the other day. I don't know what to make of this. Not huge news, but wow. uh, basically a big toast, uh, big post about yeah. gratitude. Uh, so when did out. he
0: become so theatrical, bro? <laughs> like all year, right? Like, yeah. with the actress girlfriend, he wasn't this guy five six years Shailene ago. Shailene
1: Woodley, I think they broke up, yeah. but she he talked to, bro- talked yeah. about her in the post. Thanking her for always having my back, blah, 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 blah. Uh, The Friday crew. um, What is that? I don't know who those guys are, but Randall Cobb is one of them. Thanks for every moment we got to spend together. So to my teammates, appreciate you. Everyone else, spread love and gratitude, you beautiful people, and read a book once in a while too while you're at it. Love and peace, Aaron Rodgers. So as usual, it lights up the football, Twitter, and uh, (laughs) internet dropping some uh alluding to some retirement things like that
0: but yeah. i just think he's toying with the organization at this point man do you think he's like trying to say basically extend me pay me my money pay the money keep davante you know what I mean? like he's dictating i feel what the organization does
1: yeah in oh. a very
0: in a very weird and you know
1: creative passive way.
0: aggressive way yeah, yeah.
1: But I mean, you think about it, man. These guys have leverage like that. Obviously, yeah. if you're an Aaron Rodgers, you're a LeBron James, and all these yeah. these uh, characters, basically, like, yeah, they should start having this leverage.
0: Like, you want yeah, you want me to be
1: around. You better keep people in place. You better have a, a structure in place to support this. You know
0: what I'm saying? Exactly. And especially when the uh, you you mentioned other players like LeBron and sport other sports, but. When you're the quarterback, a quarterback is very hard to come by. So you're seeing all these kids, they get drafted, they flame out. It's not often you get a guy who's a Hall of Fame quarterback who's been with your organization 17 seasons, you know, in 18 nuts. seasons.
1: Absolutely not. So
0: the market for those guys should be through the roof. Yeah, not no Not wide question. receivers that get two contracts and making $150 million a year. Right.
1: You know, but there's always that threshold. Like, is the is everybody ready to move on? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what? What's and I'm sure.
0: It? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure if Aaron Rodgers is there for so long, and, but you still want to play, and it's nothing but drama. All right, maybe he does end up in a Denver or somewhere else. But I mean, all the greats did it. Peyton's done it. Brady. I mean Brady. Even if you go back, Namath, uh, Montana. Montana. Yeah. All these guys—that's what they do at the end of the day. They're chasing one, one more thing, one more championship. Yeah.
1: And why not? If you can still sling it, sling it, my friend. (laughs) Exactly. Till the end. Looks
0: like he had a bad year. He won the MVP.
1: Unbelievable. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah. Good for him, man. Aaron Rodgers still slinging it. We'll see what happens with that news. Um. And that's all I have for old NFL news. You got anything else, man? I got no fast
0: five. I got
1: nothing for you at the end of this episode.
0: I do. I just want to talk about, like, the whole drama with Brian Flores. and Oh, right. I, I get it. I get the whole thing. Obviously, it's important for diversity and everybody having an equal chance at everything. But I, I really don't understand... All right. Any organization, any job, you're going to get resumes. You're going to go through interviews, and that company is going to pick the best person. You know, a best person that they feel fits for their job. Are they? I just find, well, exactly. That's where that's what I was going to go with. And so, in the as in Brian Flores' defense, I just feel like he he's not the right. He wasn't the right guy for this because. He was a head coach for – he was he was pretty successful. You're right. I don't know where I'm going with this guy. Yeah, I no just idea. feel like it just gets so blown out of proportion. I mean, it, it's got to be this. It's got to be that. But Right.
1: Well, I think – Something's uh, not right. Yeah. I mean, the way he exited – and I'm not the expert on the scenario, so I'm not even going to go yeah. that deep. But the way he exited from where he was after practically a winning season, right, a playoff yeah. berth yeah. for the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, not
0: this year, no playoffs. I think last year playoffs, right?
1: Um, and ended up winning. I mean, they won. I don't know the stats. I'm screwing this up, Jay Burmeister. If you're listening to this, you're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be disappointed in us. But a, a successful, like I don't know if it was five, six games in a row that they won, and then a yeah. surprise firing because the Dolphins wanted to move on, and yeah. then this whole thing with the interviews as far as going in, and you're not even a candidate because they had their mind. Uh, made up. This was the Giants, yeah. right? Yeah, they had their mind made up. Supposedly, Bill Belichick gets the text. You know, texts the yeah. wrong Brian. What's right? he doing?
0: What's he doing? What's texts Belichick the wrong Brian
1: doing? and sets this whole thing on fire, man. Yeah.
0: But here's the thing. Lady. I think,
1: and this is what I do for a living in HR and interviewing and talent acquisition. So the yeah. Rooney Rule, and I don't know, you know, the full history behind it, but it is general gen genuinely put in place to give those of an underrepresented group uh, the equal opportunity to have a a swing at those, uh, those positions. And I think as we go through, things are being looked at, like, is it, you know, what's, what, what's the quota? What's the expectation for coordinator jobs, you know, expectation for GM jobs, things like that. But when you talked about they're going to hire the right person for the job, and I just said in the coaching profession, it's who you know, right? Yeah. So those yeah. networks have always been built and existed, and it's hard for somebody, especially f- uh, from minority background, to break in just yeah. because it's it's new. Um, so Tough, there are man. things like that, like in, in regular professions, regular companies, there's those things, not to get crazy into it, but those uh, unconscious bias. Like here's an example that's kind of crazy that – you know, hiring managers and things like that will look at a resume and relate to something that they're familiar with, right? So if they know a company or, um, and it gets as deep as into a name, like if you're looking at whatever, a software developer, and you have a name that you can't pronounce that might look like they're from another country or something like that, uh, opposed to another resume with a separate, a different name that you're familiar with, that yeah. you're going to lean to, unconsciously, you're going to lean to favor what you're comfortable with and not give yeah. that uh, underrepresented name a a fair shot. So I see that all built in. There's, there's all these techniques in HR to clear out bias and things like that. And I think that that uh, scale has to make its way to the NFL somehow for decision makers. Gotcha.
0: So that Rooney rule only is an interview um, – an interview requirement, right? That, right. That's you have to re, uh, interview a certain a certain demographic at a certain percentage, blah blah blah. Correct. So there's no hot. There's no hiring.
1: Correct. Yeah. And you have to, you know, fair hiring practices. That was. That's what uh, I think the Denver thing was about. How they claimed that uh, Elway and uh, who else, whoever showed up, like hung over from the night before, and they didn't put any effort into it. But they fired right back out. They had interview notes. They had evaluations. That's what you keep that stuff for. If I was HR in that organization, like that's why you take those notes and evaluate and all that stuff.
0: Giants said the same thing. They came right back out and and basically said. whatever bill belichick said you know they had to defend their own and they did it they 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 shut it right down and what's happened it's gone away which makes those allegations almost look like what was that was that even real
1: yeah i mean who knows you get you'll get man you'll never get the true facts behind it because obviously you know again you can't register you can't you can't uh, put on paper what's going through a decision-maker's mind, right? He might have had his mind made up and just going through the motions and in interviews, but there's yeah. no way you can have evidence of that.
0: Um, no, I'm just I'm just glad he's, he got on with somebody, you know, so that's absolutely. a good thing.
1: Yeah, so the, we'll keep, the, uh, you know, keeps the career going and I think the conversation moving forward, but – I think over the next uh, several years there'll be some breakthroughs in that, and and it does. It needs different perspectives. It needs different coaches in there with different relationships with players to grow the teams, grow the grow the game of football. Man, simple as that.
0: Absolutely.
1: Anyhow, with that yawn from you, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, my It's bad, been guys. real. It's been real, ladies and gentlemen. I think uh we got we got plenty coming up in the in the week ahead. I'm I'm in the midst of seven on seven football league C E P S L dot com. Go check it out. Um some good things coming up in the offseason. And uh wish you guys the best. Enjoy the rest of your
0: week. Amen to that. Enjoy the week.
1: See ya. See ya.